Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast to help clarify the process of loss and grief through experiences shared from myself and others living with loss. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 117. In this podcast, I will review the many common myths of grief to help you better prepare for the road ahead. You are invited to join the community and share your story to help others better understand grief, how it affects us moving forward, and how best to navigate its difficult path. And I invite you to join the community on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both at journeytograteful.com. And lastly, I ask that you take a moment to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Doing so will help this podcast reach more and more people exactly like you in search of an insightful grief resource which can help them navigate their grief journey. Now at the recording of this episode, we find ourselves just over one month into the new year. And by now, all who embrace resolutions are possibly beginning to set them aside as they typically might this time each year. And others who have decided to choose a word to represent, inspire, and possibly help them focus professionally and personally throughout the new year, they may still be sitting firmly in place with their word, unusually proud of their commitment and their determination, and rightly so. No matter which camp you stand with, how we commemorate the turning of that calendar page has always been intriguing to me. I think it's because the cynic in me, when given a moment to think about it, realizes each day is truly no different or special than the previous, unless we choose to make it that way, no matter what the calendar shows. In reality, shouldn't we always be striving for more each day, whether it be inspiration, motivation, growth, or whatever? I mean, not just when we run out to buy a new calendar. Once again, reminded that it's time to make a difference in this thing we call life. In light of this, I propose we try to do just that this month and make a difference for ourselves in our own lives, for us, the mourners and grievers of the world. And since our society tends to better embrace named and branded initiatives, how about this title to help provide direction. Forward February. Come along with me for a unique take on how we might approach these moments in our journey when we feel as though we are slipping, searching for new, solid direction for our lives going forward, ultimately realizing we may need to find a way to begin to speak of the things we don't talk about. I invite you to come along as I share my thoughts and encourage you to add yours to the conversation. Let's dive in. As you first listen to the intro to this particular episode, you may think I am sarcastically shining a spotlight on anyone who subscribes to the idea of a New Year's resolution or the word of the year concept. But on the contrary, I have been and still am one of these subscribers. I believe the important takeaway from this type of 
self-care and inspiration exercises are valuable if it works for you, right? So why not embrace it if it does? What I am sarcastically focusing on, however, is our thought process as a society that the beginning of a new year should magically offer up the best time for us to start anew or shake off the dust and get up off our assets. It just plain shouldn't be that way. Any day should be considered a good day to make a difference and make a move forward. I'll admit, I've felt a bit off lately, lost in my search for motivation and direction and so much more over the past month or so. My lack of wanting to do almost anything has been obvious lately. At least, it's been obvious to me. And I honestly almost feel as though I'm slipping and I can't establish the traction I thought I had before. And there is the potential issue right there. I thought I had traction, but now I question if I ever did. Now this is a small sampling of the small and large things associated with my grief journey that roll around in my head. Basically, it's the things I don't talk about with anyone. Not because I don't want to face these thoughts or maybe there's something deep and dark about them. Not at all. I think it's truly because in living with grief, and let me know if you have experienced this yourself, there is so much that rambles on in my head, I don't believe anyone really wants me to drone on about it all. Usually it's a bit chaotic, kind of a chaotic mix of insignificant, wandering thoughts along with pretty significant, daunting beliefs. You might know this yourself from experience. The things you don't talk about is actually a real thing as it's associated with grief. I might go as far as to say that it's a side effect of grief. It is often something of which you are not even consciously aware, not until you allow yourself to really think about it. You may know I'm personally a few months from completing my fourth year without my late wife. Four years. Wow. Do you know that that's just over 1,300 days as of today? How the hell have I come that far, and how has it only been that many days? This right there, that's what's running in my head all at the same moment. Quite a contradiction, isn't it? I mean, the fact is, sometimes it feels like a decade, and sometimes it feels as though it happened just last week. This conflicting thought really messes with you. Now, did you know that would happen? I mean, were you prepared for this particular aspect of grief? I don't believe anyone is, because more than likely, no one has warned us. The fact that time always seems to be your nemesis really, really sucks. There are so many aspects of time that affect you when you have lost someone you love and had in your life every day. Memories alone can be difficult, but not in the way that you might think. Now, let me be straight here. I love memories. In fact, in episode 114, Die with Memories, Not with Dreams, I talk all about memories. 
But there are such things as bad memories, and those are the type of memories I'm referring to here. And again, another bullet point for the list of the things you don't talk about, right? So here's the raw truth. I have memories of the last 25 days of my wife's life. From the day we were told there was nothing more that could be done until the inevitable end. Now these are memories that have no business reoccurring in my head for any reason. However, there they are. Filled with minute details, feelings, and sometimes the harsh reality of which at the time, I had not allowed myself to easily face unless I had to. Because back then, our life was head down and push through just to get from sunup to sundown. I truly hope someday I too can heal from these types of things I don't talk about. And for you, my grieving friends, this is my wish for you in this our self-proclaimed forward February. I hope you heal from the things you don't talk about. I truly hope we each find a way to talk about these things, to not just face them alone any longer, but to say them out loud, to release them from the confines of our mind. Because if all we do is relive and remember moments which have no use for us today, we will find we are not able to move forward in a healthy manner. This entire idea to share our experiences is the underlying reason I launched the Journey to Grateful podcast April 4th of 2021 on what would have been my wife Colleen's 50th birthday. Focused on providing myself as well as others a resource where we can share our experiences and where we can learn from others who may have gone before us on their grief journey. To help each other understand what to expect what may be coming around the corner, and how best to approach it and live through it. In essence, to someday discover how to take steps forward with our grief and live the life that is set in front of us, that life our loved one would want us to live. Now, I believe you know I'm speaking the truth here. We need to live. We need to walk forward somehow, in some way, someday. It's not and won't ever be a sudden event. It is a slow journey, and someday we may look back and say to ourselves, hey, look how far I've come. But to do so, we need tools. We need that same inspiration and that same motivation that so many look to in the new year to gear up for the rest of the year ahead. Only for us, what we need is to find what will work for the rest of our lives. It can't be solved with a simple word of the year. However, it will most likely be tied to an adjustment or a change of our overall mindset. Now, I'd like to pause here and take the time to actually define that term. I've used it in past episodes, and it's a quite common term in society today, but I think it's more important for us to understand what it really means before we continue. So mindset, a fixed attitude, disposition, or mood. Also, an intention or inclination. So mindset as a fixed attitude, a mood. So this 
this is one tool in our arsenal when dealing with grief might be understanding how important our mindset is to our future self and defining steps we can take to adjust it accordingly. And mindset as an intention. This part of the definition shows an active piece of the puzzle where we actually have to engage in something. We have to consciously choose who we want to be moving forward, where we want to be in the days and the weeks and the months ahead, and we have to take action. We must develop a new intention as to how we will accomplish this. Now, I believe throughout these nearly four years of my life, I've constantly been struggling with and redefining weekly, sometimes daily, my mindset. More specifically, my mindset as it refers to this unexpected situation I find myself in, my new normal, as it were. At times, I believe I've got a pretty good handle on my mindset, and then there are moments when it seems to be lost in the fog of grief and loneliness. Please understand, when I use the word grief, I am not always referring to the knock-you-down-on-your-knees kind of grief and deep sorrow. Grief can actually be quite subtle. I'd suggest it's typically more subtle and quiet rather than boisterous and loud. It's simply not always externally devastating, and this right here, this might be a contributing factor as to why many people in our lives and throughout society don't understand grief. Because they can't see it or hear it. And when they can't, I believe it's easy for them to believe it's gone and it's over. So when I say I hope you heal from the things you don't talk about, what I mean is that I hope you find a way to speak of those things, to confront them, to sit with them, and to adjust your mindset because of them, possibly with their help and ultimately to release them from our internal thoughts as they have no right to take up room there. My hope is that someday we will find that we have fewer things we don't talk about, and at that moment, we realize we've taken steps toward healing. Now, recently, I've been faced with a contradiction in my life which has brought my emotions swinging from the most prideful and happy to ones of sadness and quiet grief, all in the very same moment. Now, it involves my children, and right now they are 16, 17, and 25, two boys in high school and a daughter in her last semester of grad school. Much of their lives right now are filled with substantial accomplishments through school and in their overall personal growth as really good humans. My youngest has had the fortitude to work hard towards something he's found he loves and has become a significant part of a theater group, accomplishing his first musical stage production in a substantial role, which culminated in four incredible performances just this past weekend. Surrounded by family and friends over the course of these performances, I personally have been beyond proud of where he is, who he is, and how he has become the person he is. However, 
that grief thing has recently stood stubbornly right by my side, right by my pride and undying smile with its pang of disappointment because I do not have the benefit of sharing this all with his mother. I have had to experience alone a remarkable interception on the football field from my oldest son as he finds his place while he excels and grows in the sport he loves. I find I am the only one explaining to others the impressive accomplishments our daughter is achieving in her master's program instead of chiming in to support the pride I hear in my wife's voice when she has the chance to boast. It's often difficult to provide an accurate verbal representation on how in grief you can be among so many people and yet feel so alone. Well, perhaps these examples help to illustrate that phenomenon. These are more recent pieces and newly discovered things I don't talk about. And I've taken the time to reflect on this fact, asking myself why I don't speak of it, and I've concluded it's because I'm afraid. Afraid of people tiring of my grief if I express it too much, too often, and if I allow myself to feel it openly. And there it is. I'm painfully aware that what I have just admitted to is a direct reflection of what I spoke of in a recent episode, It's Okay Not to Be Okay, where I said, we all feel the pressure of society to always be doing okay. And isn't that exactly what I just admitted to doing? Giving in to that perceived pressure to just show I'm okay at all times. Now here's the thing. Even after nearly four years living with this new normal, actually, it's grief. So I will call it what it is, living with grief. I find I have a long way to go. I have much to work on, as I'm sure you do as well. So take comfort that you are not the only one, even years after loss. What allows me to not only push through, but admit this to myself, is that I know it's possible to actually push through and walk forward, to live again, and to find joy in life again. And of course, that's because of my late wife, Colleen, because she did it after the loss of her first husband. She did it through difficult moments and hard work over many turns of that calendar. And I personally know several others I am witness to as they stumble and they pick themselves up, constantly learning what works and what doesn't. And they are generous enough to share with me and others how they face those things that they don't talk about. Because they too are forever hoping they can heal from the things they don't talk about with the help and the understanding of so many others in their lives. So please keep one thing in mind as you attempt to heal from the things you don't talk about. You are and will never be alone. There are plenty of others out there who understand, and we are closer than you think.
Thank you again for listening to the Journey to Grateful podcast. I am always thankful for you taking the time to listen to this podcast and sharing it with others. I encourage you to stop by the community on social media, share your story and insights on grief, and join our family to help others on this path. Head on over to journeytograteful.com slash community to find ways to join in the conversation and make a difference through your story. And while you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. And if you would like a more personal connection, I invite you to connect with me via email, tim at journeytograteful.com. But let's not stop there. Please give me a call, leave me a voicemail, or simply send me a text. The number is 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. And lastly, help me build this community, broaden my reach, and support my mission by reviewing this show and telling others why you listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And I've provided you a leave a review button on the journeytograteful.com website. Your support of this podcast through your comments is a powerful thing that you can do for someone else today and let them know about this podcast resource. For today's closing inspiration, I've discovered a Hebrew proverb which encompasses one of the reasons I chose to name this podcast Journey to Grateful. It also can be considered one of the first thoughts you should keep in mind when attempting to adjust your mindset about the grief you have and the how you will choose to use to help you take a step forward. Say not in grief, he is no more but live in thankfulness that he was. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope that you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.